Bye. Short Bus Debate Club. It's a bus. Rolling. get on board. <laughs> Hello, I'm Darren Jolly. <laughs> it's time to get this short bus started. So let's roll and on with the show. Hey everybody, this is Brian Courtney again with Short Bus Debate Club. And uh, of course, I have Darren Jolly with me. Hello. Uh this week, no, fuck, I did it again. I don't know what my deal is, why I don't know the difference between an episode and a week, but um We'll get, we'll get there, dude. This episode, we are going to talk about something that's really important, and most people don't think about it because they'd prefer to put bling around their neck or a Mercedes in their driveway or whatever. We're going to talk about water. Um, it is. It might not be as expensive as oil, but it should be. And um, it's definitely more fucking important than oil. So we're going to talk about oil from a few different aspects. Um, water from a few different aspects. Oil? What did I say? You said oil. Did I say oil? You did. It's no, all right. I meant water. It's kind of like the week episode thing. Yeah, yeah. That's a fucking... It, it could be because I'm fucking brain dead too. But anyway, we're talking about water. Um, so... I don't really know exactly how to start. I, I, I guess first I would say that we have a real balancing act going on right now. Um, and, and what I mean by that is we have farmers that want the water so that they can water their crops, so that they can grow food, so that everybody can eat. Um, but we also have a whole shit ton of people that want to drink water because, of course, if you don't drink water, you get dehydrated and die, which, for the most part, wouldn't be a bad idea for most of you. But um, You are the true dick. So, <laughs> you get dehydrated and die. Um, but the reason I say that we have this, this balancing act going on is because... There are lots of different water departments. Some of them are, are municipal. Um, some of them are county. Some of them are just like a water district, right? And they're all over the United States. And these water districts are in charge of making sure, well, their people have drinking water and that if there are farmers in the area, they can farm with that water um the bureau of reclamation in the united states kind of tells these districts and and water boards what to do to some degree by saying well we need this much water for said reservoir or said dam and in the case of the hydroelectric dams they're generating power um in the case of just a regular reservoir you know they're storing water for whatever reason flood control or or whatever the case may be um but then we also have this other energy thing besides hydroelectric which is fracking that is also taking our water so that's what i meant by a, a delicate balancing act and um 
you know, we're going to talk about some numbers. We're going to talk about some troublesome shit and just do our usual thing. So there's my intro. <laughs> Take it away, Darren. Well, I, I'm going to let you go off on the fracking stuff for a for a bit, but I'm going to do what I say where I'm going to say I'm not going to say very much, and then I'm going to say a bunch of things and contradict myself. But in your lead-in, like I remember uh, – in 2001, I found this book by Michael Clare, um, and it was talking about geopol- geopolitical conflicts and the idea. It was called uh, resource wars. The idea is, is that the future, all the future of all wars, according to Clare in this book, were going to be rooted in, in resources. I was writing a, a paper at that time on uh, um, uh, the Taliban in Afghanistan and the way that the during Clinton's times in Tajikistan and Uzbekistan, Turkmenistan, we were we were conducting all these military operations, and we actually installed the Taliban. But it it left me really focusing on like the Caspian Sea basin and natural gas and all that stuff. And I totally didn't even look at any of the chapters on water because, uh, you know, uh, obviously after 9/11, the the Taliban was one of those sexy topics. But at the same time, uh, it's just water's just one of those things where. Until you don't have it, you just really fucking take it for granted. You you don't you don't know, um, and 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 as you know, and we all know. Like if we don't have it, then we we don't we can't sustain our existence. So when you like the the balance, the delicate balancing act you're talking about. I mean, in terms of like uh, economies that need to have access to it, so that you know whether it's agriculture or uh, uh, ranchers or. Uh, different types of industry or the people that want to gain access to be able to you know produce the petroleum products that they want to get through their fracking acts um, uh, they're all focusing on it from one one level obviously it's all it's all about the economy but uh, it's pretty clear that if you look at it um, and there are some clear uh, cases throughout the world right now where conflicts that are developing over uh, like the the scarcity scarcity of it like in northern africa and in central asia the middle east um a lot of places so um it's just something that should be a little bit more present at the front of our minds right now if we're even going to pretend i mean we can talk about voting and all that shit all day long but it doesn't matter unless we're not unless we're here so no that's i mean i agree with you entirely um I just, I think it's kind of funny because, you know, there are so many people right now that look at me funny for driving my Jeep, you know, because it's, it's a gasoline fed vehicle (laughs) and there are all of these people in their little hybrids or their little electric cars. And I don't think that they really truly think about how much electricity those little cars take um and to be honest i've never looked into one so i don't know you know how many megawatts per year or you know what it takes to drive one um but i know that you know if you leave your your big screen tv on 24 hours a day you're looking at about a megawatt per year um and that's a lot of a lot of juice a lot of juice and I'm guessing that a car is taken up at least as much as a big screen TV. At least. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're in this balancing act, and, and things might have gotten a little bit better. Um, 
but I'm not positive. Okay, so if you take the Colorado River Basin, um, according to the Bureau of Reclamation, again, that that federal department that is in charge of maintaining the depth of reservoirs and, and generating hydroelectric energy, um, there are over 90,000 dams in the United States alone. Um, but as of 2020, only about 2,300 of those were generating electricity. Um, the reason that I mention that and the reclamation is because, well, I think we've realized historically that we do need dams and reservoirs. Um, but I think we might be building far too many of them. Um, the the Platte River alone has 11 of them just here in Colorado. Um, you know, the Colorado River has just shit tons of dams on it. And that that's just including the Colorado. That's not even counting its arteries. Um, but according to the Bureau of Reclamation, the West is very invested in the Colorado River, which we are. But there are seven states in particular, um, Colorado, New Mexico, Utah, Wyoming, Nevada, Arizona, and California are all getting water from the Colorado River Basin. And that water varies you know, it's going to reservoirs. It's going to generate hydroelectric energy. Um, it's going to agriculture and it's going to drinking water. Um, personally, I think the food and, and water thing is more important than, than the hydroelectric energy. Um, you know, maybe the Vegas Strip would argue with me um but we were again it, it's a, a really delicate thing that we're doing and and i think the bureau of reclamation wants to make sure that corporations can still make money but they still want to make sure that everybody has drinking water you know or maybe they don't after don't you know you 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 suggested that Gaslands show for me to watch and i obviously i haven't seen the first one that was the one that won the academy award but i started watching the second one and uh sort of where we started to kind of go down this discussion over the course of the last week you you were talking about an article that you had read where uh the water w water rights so like the the water that's coming from the colorado or from any other you know uh, you're talking about the water auctions again yeah 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 so the water that comes from any of these 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 various different sources is is not static different 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 financial positions can uh can put more money forward and get gain gain access to it and that that in turn like may restrict access to other people so you were you were talking about how farmers were not able to and this was this was based on the article was 10 years old but it still at least has to be present on some level. On some level, I would say it probably is. But yeah, that was one of the things I wanted to talk about today was, you know, in 2012, at least here in Colorado, 
we had lots of farmers that were okay so if there is a surplus of water or if certain water rights go up for sale they have what they call a water auction and generally speaking irrigation states in particular which is basically if you took the eastern part of colorado and drew a border or just drew a line north and south through the united states and then went all the way west those would be all of the irrigation states everything to the east of that line would be for the most part there are some uh variances like north dakota and south dakota i'm pretty sure are high desert so they're irrigation states but anything east of there for the most part is going to be a rain-fed state um so the reason that that's important is because we have water auctions in colorado and back in 2012 these water auctions would come up and the farmer would go and say okay i want this many acre feet or this many cubic feet or whatever the case is at said auction and they were getting outbid by the fracking companies because the fracking companies had well oil money and the farmers didn't so they were losing all of this money or all of this water to deep pockets and that was our i mean i don't know how long it went after 2012 i mean i talked to a few people one person in particular that said he didn't think was going on anymore mm -hmm. um but even if it went on for a year i mean that's an entire fucking growing cycle for all of those farmers where they lost that water. And it lets you know how, how the vulnerability of their position is, ultimately. And, of course, during that time period, like, fracking was really, really hot. There was tons of money that was getting fed into the industry. So there were, because of the investment, you know, until the, uh, you know, disproportionate development of production sites, you know, um, capital volume, too. Uh, until that comes into to, to relative equilibrium, there's going to be a ton of cash that's available for the people that are trying to pump money into to fracking. Well, and here's here's the problem that I'm seeing now, based on a lot of the different articles that I've read and and looking at the Department of Energy and the Bureau of Reclamation and all of these different websites, is that farmers, well, there aren't as many farmers as they used to be. There used to be, so the amount of people farming has dropped off while the number of people fracking or companies fracking has increased. And so even if the number of companies didn't increase, the number of wells that said company is mining, fracking, whatever, mm -hmm. um, they have gone up. So the amount of water used in these fracking operations has increased substantially there are estimated in texas there are in entire cities and counties that are going to be out of water their aquifer is going to be drained 
within the next five or 10 years because of fracking operations. And so that means that all of these people, well, they're not going to be able to farm. They're not going to be able to drink. They're going to have to just flat fucking move. It'll be like the deserted towns from like Route 66. Like right. you had these moments where there was a, a giant influx of, yeah. And then the, the, the industry changes. Huge and ghost towns go and keep. fucking sagebrush blowing across yeah. the dirt road. Well, and, and, and one not another thing like, and that this was talked about a bunch in that Gasland one, uh, well, the second one that I was watching. Um, it's not just the, the costs and the, the relative power that these, these positions have. But like you're talking about aquifers, I mean, uh, they the chemicals that they're utilizing to do the fracking in the first place. What do they what do they, what do they call that uh, that weird ass when it was a uh, like secret uh, like a proprietary yes, recipe proprietary chemicals. Yeah, yeah. They, like some of the chemicals I was they were talking about it in this instance in uh, northern uh, northern New York. And when they were kind of trying to pull some of the chemicals out of the out of the water that had been affected by these with the with the chemicals that were put in, there were like neurotoxins that were in some of these. I mean, and that's just I mean, and because it's proprietary, then it's you know it's like got patents on it or whatever. Well, and it's funny because <laughs> a lot of them will say, no, 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 our stuff is completely safe. It's ninety nine point nine 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 percent detergent. All it is is soap, just plain old soap. Well, fuck it. If you pump enough soap into the ground, I'm pretty sure it's going to be bad for you. You know, um, when Coors had that big spill up in Golden. I do remember that. Um, a lo- I drink beer. I used to drink beer all the time, and I drank lots of beer. But apparently, spilling one or two beers, okay. Spill an entire fucking truckload of beer and it kills fish and fucks up trees and grass and everything else so no matter how safe soap is (laughs) if you're taking a shower you know if you're pumping it underground it's probably not as safe especially if you're doing it over and over and over and over and over again and the volatility of these chemicals is just a pure x x y z that we don't know what any of it even is what it means what it can amount to and another thing in relation to that, and they were talking about it in this northern New York instance, and also, um, and they wanted to be clear, this isn't just something that happens in poor communities. This happens in uh, any community where there's a potential to, to, to gain access to these energy reserves. Uh, there was a, a guy had a 12,000 square foot house, and uh, so you understand that in most instances, when you buy property now, you don't you don't get mineral or water rights from that property. Uh, there are rare instances where certain things are grandfathered in, but they're very, very, very rare, and they're a lot fewer and farther between now than they used to be. Um, but uh, they they put a pump, uh, they, they started uh, fracking just, I mean, it, he could see the, the well, you know, it was an eye shot from his house, but uh, it essentially destroyed the the water supply that 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 led to their house. And how, I mean, how are you going to fucking sell a 12,000 square foot house after that? You're going to oh, come buy it and then you'll get your, you can just have to, you just have to cart your own water in, you know, for your showers and for your dishwasher and for your toilet and blah, 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 blah. So, and I'm not saying this to be feel, feel, feel good or bad about one or the other. It's just that when the, the possibility for profits are there um, and, uh, you know, one of these drilling uh, companies finds, uh, 
they're going to go after it. That's 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 their deal. So and well, and up. and now you know, even if you do have the mineral rights on your land, because it used to be that you had to do like a straight shot into the shale, mm-hmm. right? So there were Hor- no weird angles or anything like that, either horizontal or, or vertical, vertical, one okay. way or but the other. Be... But it had to be straight. Okay. Now with the technology that they have if the shale is over there across the street they can put the fucking pump over here and just run it across the street like down into the ground and then across the street and suck the oil right out from your yard and you'd never know if you didn't know yeah this is a this this fracking thing is a there, oh, another one in uh, Pennsylvania. There was uh, a company that they hired uh, former intelligence people to come in and do psyops in in, com- in communities, so that they could uh, lead these people along their path as they were creating legal parameters for these uh, drilling companies to come in and just essentially manipulating them into uh, you know having doubts about this, separating them from each other to where they're not working together and coming against the drilling companies. I mean, it, the, the psyops thing was becoming a, a pretty common. That's kind of some old school shit, though. DuPont did that to all of those guys in West Virginia, mm-hmm. was it? I don't know. What, what are you talking about? Well, they did basically the same thing. Uh-huh. They had, Minor, you know. Or miners are you talking about, or what? what, what uh, no, it was, uh, so it was the Dow Corning, um, the. The chemicals and all, yeah. The, whatever that stupid shit is on the skillets. Oh, the, uh, the Teflon. Okay. So it was like generation one and two of that. And this town in West Virginia was the town that was responsible for manufacturing it. And anybody that spoke out about it was basically shunned. I mean, they had the, the psyops thing and the payoffs thing. I mean, it was, it was working. But, you know, Dow Chemical is a multi-billion dollar conglomerate so sure i i know and i know it's nothing new but it just it seems so odd that these things just continue to be so pervasive in these environments where we romanticize that we're actually being effective actors in our communities and there are so many uh intervening countervailing forces that are uh making it very difficult to be able to do stuff well i didn't i didn't want this episode to be just about fracking Mm -hmm. i mean because I, I really do think that, that water is extremely important. I mean, and one of the reasons, you know, you and I talked about the, the fracking thing before we did the turned on the mic. And, you know, I mentioned the 2012 thing. And it seems like, again, they figured out kind of how to make it to where the farmers are at least getting their fair share of water. But like I said, now there are fewer farmers and there are more are more wells. So the the number or the amount of water is is again disproportionate because the frackers are just saying, "Well, we're taking our our fair share." You know, we're not outbidding somebody. We're not doing this. We're just getting what's ours. It's it's just fair. It's a fair shake. Um, 
But what's happening in a lot of states is that this, I don't know if you would call it black water or gray water. Um, so basically, if you take water from the river and you water your crops, it will eventually work its way back to the aquifer and or the water cycle as a whole right groundwater and all that other stuff yeah um but in a lot of these states what's happening is they're using that i don't know what the fuck to call it recycled shit water that we have no idea what really is going on what it does because of those proprietary chemicals and right. shit. and now they're watering crops with it okay so if you follow the same logic where that water gets to the aquifer and that water then joins the water cycle because it goes back to the creek and the creek goes to the river and the river goes to the ocean whatever then we're polluting ourselves in a couple of different ways, right? Because the food very possibly is contaminated. And then the aquifer may or may not be contaminated because it's not like they can just run down and dip a cup in to, to take a sample. Um, it may or may not be contaminated. But then our rivers, lakes, and, and streams are contaminated. And they can find that contamination. I know that for a fact. But so even though the farmers aren't losing these water auctions anymore, I'm not sure that this is a better scenario. And to say that it's tainted might be the understatement of the the century at that point right because again they all have their own proprietary blend and who knows what the fuck is i mean i don't know like the numbers that i heard were 0.03 percent is the but like the you chemicals said that means nothing because right. certain chemicals are more volatile than others it, it really kind of depends on that and and in, in relation to this like uh, sometimes the bullshit rhetorical dispositions that come out in response to it is that there's you know seventy percent of the earth is covered by water, but only three percent of that water is fresh water, and only one percent of that three percent is water that we actually have access to that isn't a part of the ice caps, and we don't really want to fucking thaw the ice caps. I'm pretty sure, you know, I don't really want the day after tomorrow to happen, you know. Don't but, worry, it won't. Uh, well, and if it does, I won't remember it because we're all going to be fucking dead anyway. Well, no, I was just saying that because. That movie made me laugh so hard, I I just couldn't stop laughing. Okay, why, why douche nozzle? Because it's so fucking cold, it freezes helicopters out of the sky. But then dude goes in the library and lights a fucking book on fire, and he doesn't freeze to death. Yeah, I know, the, the, the willful suspension of disbelief in that moment was kind of a stretch. I, I get that. But the, the, the point that you're making about how uh, the way that you taint something that is an incredibly, incredibly limited resource, and the resource that gives light makes life possible i mean obviously we've you know we got the web telescope now so we're fucking looking at all these different places what's the first thing that they do when they find a solar system that has a fucking planet in it they try to see whether or not there's fucking water on it because right. water's the thing that makes it possible for us to live in the first place so in, in 2017 right uh cape town south africa was at least as far as anybody knew in the world was the first city that based on the consumption of their water patterns 
their their taps were going to run out, and they were going to have to start carting water in from 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 the outside. Um, as they got closer and closer to that day, um, to their credit, um, they actually managed to uh, to be a lot more conscious about things. They weren't, you know, you don't flush the toilet as much. You don't, you know, you they, they only would take two showers a week. I know that's not 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 lovely. You know, I know I stink pretty bad when I don't take showers, but they did a bunch of things to conserve the water, and it wasn't just people. It, it was industry because while uh, us being smart and intelligent with regards to our water consumption. Uh, human activity with regards to uh, what we consume, it only accounts for 10% of it. The other 90%, generally speaking, is coming from from agriculture industry and and, and uh, ranching. And yeah. So, um, and on on that level, when I when I look at those moments, that moment where they sort of came together and they they managed to keep it to where they have not run out um, of their faucets, but they have to be very 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 careful about it. Uh, I, my 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 boy Slavoj Žižek. Uh, one thing that he talks about a ton, um, this is, and this is when he, he veers back into his, his Marxism, um, which he doesn't like a lot of the time, but is this concept called the commons, right? The commons are essentially the parts of the, 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 the nexus of human existence that we all partake in, that we all have to share in. Obviously, the environment is a part of that, and water itself is a part of that. And when I look at, you know, Cape Town and the choices that they made, you know, on some level, like I'd like to imagine that this possibility, you know, could help us to be a little bit proactive. But when I see all that shit from the frackers, you know, where they're doing what they're fucking doing, like I don't see it happening without, you know, escalating a level of conflict in some form or another. Well, and who knows? You know, I mean, I've met people from other countries and I don't want to say that there isn't greed elsewhere in the world. But it seems like we are more greedy than our counterparts elsewhere, from what I've seen. Now, that doesn't mean that it's true 100% of the time. But to give you an example, like you just said, you know, they started being more conscientious of how they use their water, you know. Well, we still have fucking lawns everywhere, right? What Half the fuck? A lawns, dude. Ton of the water that we fucking that we use are going to golf courses and fucking cemeteries. I mean, are you fucking serious? These are dead people on a couple of different scales, right? <laughs> really fucking old people about to die, <laughs> and people that are, are already, already dead. dead. Yes, <laughs> I got it. Yeah. So, because <laughs> old people golf, motherfucker. That's the point, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the the greed thing. So, I and I laugh my ass off still when I think about this. But there's a a little county. Well, it's not little anymore. But we have a county in the Denver metro area called Douglas County, and everybody in the fucking united states wanted to move here at one time or another it seemed like that everybody was moving here it just boomed huge so of course developers being the greedy cocksuckers that they are continued to build houses and apartment buildings and condos and whatever the fuck they could build where people could buy it or rent it well they were 
in the process of getting all this land ready to be built upon and they lost their permits and they took it to court and the judge said no no that's fine i'm i'd be glad to give you your permit just tell me have you secured water for all of the people that are going to live there and how many people do you anticipate and they said no we haven't secured water we haven't even built anything and he basically said you dumb fucks how can you build a place and not know where the water is coming from it's a practical question i think that's a fair question and so he shut down the entire fucking build and they had to move somewhere else i'm sure they just moved to another fucking county here in colorado so that we get more asshole californians and fucking idiots from all over the place coming here but water is absolutely imperative ever so delicate yes yes um so yeah, I mean, it, the greed thing. I think because of that developer and and seeing the way certain people act, I think our greed might make it impossible to reverse things. Well, if you if you build a society that rhetorically attaches itself to dipshit philosophies like Ayn Rand, then you're going to have people that are essentially structured narcissists, right? And I'm not using it in the same way that everybody that bitches it. I'm using it more in the context of the previous episode that we, we, we were on, on, on about. Like, you think, I mean, you can bitch about, you know, Russia, but Russia understood something about community because of the way that the Soviets were. I mean, if you're living in Africa, there, like, there, there are different cons. We just don't, like in the United States, it's all about number one structurally. So I think that probably, I mean, it may not be an absolute truth that we're the greediest bastards and that we only tend to take care of ourselves, which will make it very difficult for us to ever have a sort of like a greater communal sense of conscious, you know, consciousness that will allow us to, you know, maybe institute some better uh, policies and ac actions and attitudes towards water uh, than other countries. I mean, we're we're making some moves like that, at least. I know, like, in lots of places in Arizona and Nevada, they're doing zero scaping, yeah. you know, so you can't have a lawn. Is that going to do it? No, no that's yeah. not going to do it. Um, they're doing zero scaping here or, in, or in, making in Highlands, sure. In Highlands Ranch, they push for it a ton, so um, not as much as they should because everybody loves their fucking grass. I hate grass. I, I don't know. I was always a big believer in just fucking letting it grow, but they all want some pretty manicured shit. I want like a fucking like natural ground cover. Yeah, would be okay. Yeah, I don't have a problem. Jungle with that. type shit that you gotta hack through. <laughs> Are you gonna get? You gonna put your hat on and get your machete? And where's the front door? I'm just getting to the yonder. <laughs> Putting on the shrimp on the bobby. Yeah, my Australian accent's about as good as my British accent. I know. You know, I I always liked uh, uh, like Frank Herbert and Dune. You know, I mean, I like the idea. Like, how how prescient was that dude? Yeah, when he was the, like all the water concepts that he brought out in Dune, like the the still suits. Yeah, and the the. Did worms. you see the new one yet? I, yeah, I, I I watched. I, I I'm holding my. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to say anything negative about it until I see how it connects to the second one. I mean, that's such a complicated... I always said if I was going to teach kids uh, international relations 
and 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 like environmental politics like through science fiction that would be one of the first books that i would use because i mean it's fucking and he dude he really did the the still suits were awesome so and uh the fact that uh the rarity of water led them to you know band together essentially and to become militant as they banded together which is not something that i'm saying you should be doing but the short bus debate club does not endorse radical ideologies of any sort militarization or (laughs) or otherwise yeah you can't even fucking say it without laughing one day we're gonna have to tell the whole story of the oni guy not today but that that was a funny one (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i mean and so there is some more irony here right um i i do buy bottled water and i know plastic needs to be recycled or not used at all and it's bad for the environment yeah, probably the latter yeah we got to get rid of bottled water um but i see on the shelves so when i buy bottled water it's natural spring water meaning that it comes bubbling up from the ground does it actually bubble bubble i'm bubble? pretty sure yeah well depending on the spring maybe <laughs> um but aquafina is purified tap water which please don't sue me pepsico if if you're listening to this podcast but it is basically just purified well, facts, tap are facts. Water. you're not you're not saying anything negative about them you're talking about ontological truths and there are lots of them out there that basically just use either reverse osmosis or some sort of purification where they can sell a bottle of water for two or three bucks well that's the same fucking water that they could fill up at their house for less than two or three bucks um and then you wouldn't have to recycle the bottle merchandising 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 space balls toilet paper (laughs) um yeah so and i wonder i guess they can't really use natural gas for plastic like they do raw crude I, I I I I'm great conceptual with science, but I'm not a hard science guy. So I don't know if they can or not. Mm-hmm. I don't think they can. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was gonna say that would be fucking super ironic if we were bitching about our water being used for fracking, and then they made plastic bottles out of it, and then some dipshit bought the plastic bottle at the gas station, and just so the cycle continues. <laughs> Uh, another thing that uh, that occurs to me when you're talking about water, um, and as you move away from groundwater to tapping into aquifers, uh, Mexico City is a really good example of this this kind of a dilemma. Um, Mexico City's fucking sinking. It's actually sinking because all the water that they're, they're going to be they're 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 slotted to be uh, have gone through about. 50% of it based on consumption patterns for right now, right? They, roughly 22 million people live in Mexico City. But based on consumption patterns right now, they'll have moved through about 50% of their aquifers. 
But my God, dude, people are going to be fucking falling through the fucking earth. Does Mexico City sit on more than one aquifer? I, I, I don't know how they connect. I mean, I didn't, you know, I just they just said that it was, they could literally see that the city was falling. In certain well, spots. and I know, like, you know, so anything, anything one scientist says, I can find a scientist that says the exact fucking opposite for whatever study I'm doing, right? Um, milk is good for you? No, it's not. Um, this sinkhole was caused because of fracking or the draining of the aquifers or whatever the case is. I'm going to find a scientist that says, no, it absolutely isn't. But Mexico City isn't the only city or the Mexico isn't the only country that's having issues with sinkholes. I mean, they're happening here in the United States, too. I know that we had one in Arkansas not too far back. There was one in Missouri, I think. Dude, my fucking mom and dad were driving down Parker Road about a year and a half ago, right? And there, it was raining like fucking crazy. And there was this kind of pothole thing. And my dad just thought it was just like a normal fucking pothole thing. When he hit it, the car went, it blew both the front tires when he, when, he, when he got through it. And he got about, you know, 100 yards up and pulled over to the right and turned around. And there was another, it, it just dropped straight down in this fucking car. Boom, right into the fucking, yes, it's real. It's here. That sounds like one of those fucking stories that you read about on Time Life magazine where the, the ghost some... stopped me from going across the bridge. <laughs> Sorry. It was it was a sinkhole douche nozzle. The ghost did not stop my parents from going into the sinkhole. Yeah, it's fucking real. It's a part of our current existence now. And it's going to... I don't know. I mean, this water question. We're going to have to get a little smarter about it. And I'm a dumb motherfucker, so i got a lot of room to get smarter. But Maybe we do. I don't know. I uh, I don't know if I'm able to get smarter. Not that I'm super smart. That isn't what I'm saying. That, that's I'm the way, saying that's the that way that came off, though. You have to know I that. I have pretty much reached the fucking apex of my journey forward, dude. I'm just on my way You're backwards You're coasting, now. huh? You're yeah. coasting. <laughs> then it, that reminds me of a saying that my father would say at the poker table. He'd say, if you know everything, then that's correct. You know everything that you're ever going to know. Hmm. That isn't what I said. I said I'm on my way backwards, not that I'm getting smarter. That's not what I said, motherfucker. I said that you, <laughs> you're not going to learn anything else. That was the suggestion. You know another thing that sucks about this water thing? I like to eat meat, dude. I am not a vegetarian, and it takes a lot of fucking water to have Again, to grow. that scientist thing. Okay, so from now on, we can just group agriculture as farming and ranching. Okay. There's no reason to separate the two. Okay. I, I'm just saying. Okay. Um, because when I went to the historical... Uh, state historical society they had some shit up that said every cheeseburger i eat takes six gallons of water well i'm sure that a cow drinks a shitload of water there's no doubt um 
But how do they break that up into the burgers and whatever else? Does well, that mean that it would a be rib the amount of is what, less? It would be the well. I mean, you're just going to take a mean. I mean, it's not. It's, you're not going to. It's not going to be perfect. You douche nozzle. Besides, thank you. One one Mr. scientist Wizard. when they when they say it's thirty. <laughs> 30 liters. This other scientist is going to say that it's only 15. <laughs> Fucking dildo. I really knew how they came up with the answer. Well, then why did you ask the question, ass clown? I thought the whole fucking idea behind this was to let these people listening think more. Sometimes, in order to make them think more, you have to give them a little nudge, dude. I'm going to edit this out, by the way. No, I'm not really. <laughs> He's not, no. Fuck that shit. Um, okay, we're coming up on 45. I am really all talked out. I mean, we've got a lot more to say about water. Um, you know, like Darren mentioned the second gas land. Um, the first one was fucking awesome. Um, but much like them having to do a sequel, I anticipate that we're going to have to talk about this again and maybe either focus more just on water or fire water. Yeah, something. <laughs> um, but I, I think we'll talk about it more later. I don't have anything else. You got anything? I, I'm, I, I'm spent. Yeah. It's fucking late, dude. It is. Yeah, we haven't actually done this in the evening time yet. Not this late. So this is the first PM edition. Um, all right. Well, fuck it. I'm done. Again, this is Brian Courtney. Darren Jolly. And What's we are that? the Short Bus Debate Club. Oh, yeah. Um, Twitter, Short Bus Debate. TikTok, Short Bus Debate Club. Phone number 720334. Roll. All right, that's it for this episode on water. And remember just how precious it is. See you later. Hasta.